0: Jesus, God's Story and Storyteller, by Kenley D. Hall, read by Shauna Chung. Kenley D. Hall, Doctor of Ministry, is a professor of homiletics and youth and young adult ministry at the Seventh-day Adventist Seminary, Andrews University, Berrien Springs, Michigan, United States. Baptist preacher Carlisle Marney is credited with saying, quote, Preachers learn to preach in Greek when we ought to learn to preach in Hebrew." Quote. For Marnie, the primary distinction between the two forms of preaching is that Greek uses the language currency of words, while Hebrew uses the currency of stories and rich imagery. A homiletic for postmodernity Marnie clearly understood that what has worked well for one generation may not work for the next. This is certainly true about the emerging postmodern generation. Postmodern people are driven by story and images. They perceive truth through an experience with truth. Millennials and Gen Zers live in a culture that talks in story. They breathe, move, and have their being in a world where social media has replaced print media as the dominant communication choice. They exist in a culture that values participation over listening. Millennials and Gen Zers do not want to just be told about God. They want to experience God for themselves. Christ and His Parables John 1.18 declares, No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. The Greek word exameoie, here translated made him known, literally means to draw out in narrative. God chose to give the fullest revelation of himself, not in a word, but in a story. Jesus became the living story of who God is. God's primary source of self-revelation is story. God chooses to reveal himself not as propositional truth, but rather as experiential truth. This is why Eugene Peterson argues that, quote, story is the gospel way, end quote. Jesus was not only God's story, but also used this primary method of divine revelation in his preaching via parables. Geoffrey Arthurs asserts, quote, When we come to the parables, we come to the heart of Jesus's ministry. We come to the heart of Jesus himself, end quote. The parables of Jesus encompass a large portion of his preaching. The Greek term for parable paravole appears 50 times in the New Testament. All but two are in the Synoptic Gospels. The other two are in Hebrews. Depending upon how you interpret paravole, Jesus told 50 to 70 parables in the Synoptic Gospels. Ralph and Greg Lewis estimate that 43 percent of Jesus's words in Matthew, 16 percent in Mark, and 52 percent in Luke were parables. What exactly is a parable? Beginning in the early to mid-2nd century, most interpreters, under the influence of Greco-Roman forms of interpretation, viewed parables as elaborate allegories. The allegorical view that dominated parabolic interpretation for 16th centuries would begin a dramatic shift throughout the 20th century. C.H. Dodd was the first biblical scholar to identify the metaphorical nature of Jesus' parables. He offered this definition of a parable, quote, At its simplest, the parable is a metaphor or simile drawn from nature or common life, arresting the hearer by its vividness or strangeness, and leaving the mind in sufficient doubt about its precise application to tease it into active thought, End quote. Dan O'Via first saw the parables of Jesus as more than metaphors. He viewed them as metaphorical narratives. Thus, he applied the literary device of narrative analysis to the study of parables, analyzing plot, theme, character development, and mood, and the like. As metaphors, parables take two discrete and not entirely comparable objects drawn from nature or common life and put them into relationship with each other. The metaphorical nature of parables gives them the ability to surprise and shock. Nerephors. Therefore, Jesus's parables are metaphorical narratives, or nerephors, which constituted Jesus's primary homiletical method. Thus, Marnie's call for preachers to learn to preach in Hebrew for the emergent generations is a call to learn to preach in nerephor. Why was nerephor Jesus' primary homiletical method? The answer to this question is the key to unlocking what the text intends to do. Author Ellen White states, quote, Through the imagination, he, Jesus, reached the heart. His illustrations were taken from the things of daily life, and although they were simple, they had in them a wonderful depth of meaning, end quote. The implication is that Jesus understood the rhetorical function of narrative and metaphor. Because parables are metaphorical narratives, they have a two-pronged rhetorical function, both metaphor and narrative. Their function is not an either-or, but a both-and. Robert McCaffey Brown recognizes that stories have the power to evoke change in the hearer or reader. He argues that, quote, stories can change us, turn us about, be instruments in a process that is called conversion." What does narrative do in or to the reader or hearer that evokes change? The fields of neuroscience and literary analysis offer complementary answers for the deep impact of narratives. Hardwired. From a neuroscience perspective, Heather Thompson Day suggests that the reason stories have a deep impact is that the human brain is hardwired to respond to stories. She supports her claim by exploring the results of a brain imaging study. The study identified the regions of the brain activated when an individual is processing the five traditional senses sight, sound, taste, smell, touch. The research discovered that these same areas of the brain are activated when a person is engrossed in a story. Thus. Day claims, quote, our brains experience stories as if they were part of real life and as if they were happening to us, end quote. The Emotional Impact Along these same lines, Jerome T. Walsh, from the viewpoint of literary analysis, contends that narratives, quote, are not limited to or even primarily concerned with the transmission of information, end quote. According to Walsh, A narrative appeals to more than just the intellect, it makes its deepest impact at the level of emotion and the will. The emotional impact of the narrative comes from its ability to draw the reader or hearer into the story. Another rhetorical function of narratives is at the level of what Walsh refers to as the will. A narrative compels us to make decisions as it unfolds. we are moved to accept or reject the values we perceive at work in the stories, and to make moral judgments about characters and their deeds." End quote. These responses allow us to make sense of the story as it unfolds, and ultimately determine whether or not we embrace the claims about life that the story makes. The concept that a parabolic narrative loses its impact if the sermon is not delivered in a narrative form may be daunting for some preachers. As Eugene Lowry states, quote, many homilists believe they are not the storytelling kind and thus are afraid to attempt this type of preaching. The assumption is that a few preachers have the gift of storytelling, the rest of us do not. I believe this not to be the case. More likely, it means that we have not isolated the variables of learnable skills in order to become good storytellers, end quote. John Walsh concurs that storytelling is a learnable art, and has published a training book for storytellers that isolates the variables of learnable skills necessary for good storytellers. Conclusion Preachers serious about connecting with the younger generations must learn how to follow Jesus' example of story and image-rich preaching. Preachers must also get past their fear of narrative-rich preaching and their belief that they are not the storytelling type. Storytelling is learnable. Our brains are wired to respond to and crave stories. Thus, the ability to tell stories is innate within all of us. There are three best practices to develop and refine your storytelling abilities. First read books and or attend seminars that focus on the art of storytelling. Second, read well-written narratives and listen to the stories of good storytellers. Third, begin telling stories to various practice audiences. The preachers of the 21st century who make the deepest impact will be preachers committed to the homiletical example of Jesus. Like Jesus, they will be God's story and become God's storyteller. They will utilize the art of storytelling to make God's truth come alive by capturing the imagination of people in such a way that they have a dynamic experience with Him who is the truth. For bibliographical references on this article and for much more content for pastors and church leaders, please visit ministrymagazine.org.